You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you just want to ask your mom. Hey, welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Renee Sproles. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And today we are going to talk about potty training. Yes, this is a listener suggestion, right? Yeah. Have we not talked about this? I don't know. Before now. We're we don't care. We, our kids are grown. <laughs> Y'all good luck with that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. We are here to provide you with lots of different information that you might use to make your potty training experience the Less best, traumatic. The best that it can be. It's it's tough road no matter how you, That's how you right. travel it. So like I've said before, if it feels hard, it's because it is. That's right. Take heart. So in some form or another, I do feel like all stages of parenting involve some form of waste management. That's right. We're constantly dealing with outgrown clothes, papers from school, broken toys, and then the diapers. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Right. So the title of this episode alone might give some parents anxiety. It's definitely something no one looks forward to, but ev- all of us have to soldier through it That's at right. some point. With all the worry, struggle, and frustration, though, that we put into it, eventually, take heart, all kids figure it out. Yeah. Do you see any adults walking around who are still learning to be potty trained? Nope. Hardly anybody leaves the nest without That's still, right. you know, still That's being right. in diapers, so it's okay. <laughs> So um, back in 1947, 60% of kids were toilet trained at 18 months old, Bonnie. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting statistic. We're we're not trying to heap burning coals on your head here. It's just an interesting change, I think, because today the average is three years old. And you know child development hasn't changed. No, no, no. So it might be the function of time, the inconvenience of potty training, consistency factors. But yeah, here's another statistic just to punch you in the gut a little bit. <laughs> More than 50% of the world's children are potty trained by the time they turn one year old, according to Contemporary Pediatrics magazine. So that's the world's children, not the United mm-hmm. States. Children. Yeah, the world's, mm-hmm. the world's. So um, this is interesting. If you start looking stuff up online, there's a lot of information about the waste that diapers create. Right. And that is one incentive for parents to like time their potty training. They want to do less diapers in the landfill. Right. It's tonnage. Right. Right. So the the statistic is about 6,000 diapers for the typical American child before they're toilet trained with just under half of those 6,000 occurring in the first year when the changing derby is really on. Right. You change them a lot more that first, oh, I don't know, six months mm-hmm. especially. Mm-hmm. And so that third year, if it plays out, is about a thousand diapers. Wow. And that's just one kit. Yeah. Now, if you have two or three (laughs) or four under five years old, Mm -hmm. add that up. That's a honking ton of diapers. Yeah. Yeah. I have one friend who had um, four children biologically, and I think she has like six that she's adopted. And she figured it up. She and her husband have been changing diapers for 25 years. Oh, Lord help. (laughs) I can't even imagine. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> I know, I know. Wow. All right, so tell us tell us about your experience, Bonnie. Okay, well, I've got two kids, as y'all know. Uh, with my first, a girl, she was almost two. Well, I found this book about a potty training boot camp method. And I was like, 
this is it. This is for me. I'm going to do it a try. One and done. I so remember this. Right? So <laughs> basically, we start off the day. I explain what's happening. You're going to wear real underwear today. Made a big deal about it. Put the potty seat in the middle of the kitchen floor. And all weekend long, we're giving unlimited juice, liquids, sitting in the potty on and off. Sometimes she'd go. Sometimes she wouldn't. And I, I think she understood what we were doing. She was very bright. I bet she I'm understood. I'm pretty sure she got yeah. it. And we had a dolly that we would kind of, she would do the same thing. Um, but she really hadn't bought in. And I happened to mention this after the end of that weekend <laughs> to this older woman at church. And this lady had a good seven children and twice as many grandchildren to her name, right? I said, this is what we're doing. We're going to potty train. It's gonna, just going to take this weekend. And she laughed and laughed and <laughs> laughed at me. And every time after that, I saw her until the day she died. <laughs> she brought that back up to me. How'd that potty training go? How'd that weekend go? Yeah, well, it didn't work. <laughs> so by yeah. Monday, we were back in diapers and resigned to try again later. But she did eventually get the hang of it around two. So that wasn't terrible. Which is really young. She she got it. My son is a different story. Yeah. He didn't care so much. He took a little bit longer. But that's that's still under the statistical average for the American child. And for us, um, Emma understood it. No problem. Oh, yeah. She got it. But she didn't want to stop playing that's to common. go to the potty, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later on. So the key for her, because she's a very social child, was peer pressure. And um, I remember looking at different preschools for her, like mommy stay out mm-hmm. kind of a thing, a couple days a week. And I was talking with the potential teacher and I said, look, she's not potty trained. Um, she was two and three quarters mm-hmm. years old. I mean, not consistently. She was, right. you know, Get the idea off and on. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And the teacher, bless her heart, I will always love her till the day I die for <laughs> saying, you know what, just send her, just send her. We're going to line them up. And go to the bathroom at regular times a day. If there, if she makes a mess, it's fine. We'll we'll clean it up. Which some preschools won't. That's won't right. Do. Some they won't do. Mm-hmm. But that's all it took. All it took was the peer pressure. All the tuition for that mommy stay out. Totally worth it. <laughs> I would have paid double that. Alone. I would have paid double that to have that. So then with Houston, I was dreading it. I was just like, oh, putting it off. I didn't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it because it was like a nine month process with her. Right. And it's your first kid. You're learning. You don't mm-hmm. know what you're doing so much. And so with him, he was like two and a half. And I thought, well, I guess we could just give it a try. Like, just start. And the big deal, oh, we're going to do big boy underwear. And here's what we're going to do. And he was like, okay. And one day he was in diapers. And the next day he was never in diapers again. No accident. And you're like, why do we do this earlier? You are magnificent. (laughs) This is a redeeming quality, again, that I will remember till the day I die. Thank you so much, Houston. Oh, my goodness. That should have told me his the will that he had. That strong will that was going to... Uh, continue to Just, emerge yeah, once I decided that will that is thus forevermore that's right mm-hmm. and and that also will play into it which we'll talk about later is your to your temperament absolutely of your kid yeah so what is the deal with potty training if you're a mom to a child under two you might not even be thinking about this yet and that's fine don't no pressure um, you'll just keep on filling that diaper genie and shelling out the big bucks for disposables wash or washing those endless loads of cloth alternatives, which, which my sister flushed. I can't tell you how many of those down the toilet while she tried to clean them. Oh, no. Listen, Emma got cornered in Target by a cloth diaper evangelist <laughs> and she couldn't get away. It was like 45 minutes. Wow. She just like sort of innocently struck up a conversation. She saw Dottie in the cart. And next thing you know, she's like putting the big push on to do cloth diapers and was like get me out of here get me away I need to escape so it's very interesting people who go that route oh how yeah. passionate they feel about that right and I understand 
I mean, that I used do. to be the only thing we had, and it was what you did. But yes. my, that's what my mom did for five children. My mom, too. And um, my mom did it for us. Maybe my youngest brother's eight years younger than me. So I think maybe she did did a combo for him. But they weren't great. You know, they didn't. No. They weren't leak proof. The disposable diapers were not that awesome either. Mm-hmm. And so um, all the women who did that, all of them say... They don't say, oh, we were so good for the environment. We loved it. It was so wonderful. They say, oh, my goodness. I wish I'd had these disposable diapers when I was. <laughs> so we can just relieve some guilt from people who are trying to decide. Yes, but the do what's best for you. The um, non-disposables today, cloth or whatever, are, are way better than they used to be. Oh, yeah. Way yeah, better. Yeah. So I think that is a viable alternative if you want to try it. I mean, just try it. It can't hurt you to try it. Yeah, I mean, Save listen. Save you some money. You, you're a boss if you can just stick your hand in a toilet what 12 times a day and swirl yeah runny poop out of it with a newborn like that's right go for it it's not like you don't have anything else to do (laughs) you are amazing so (laughs) well disposables can run upwards of 900 dollars a year or so and that's just for one child yeah that's not counting your wipes and the little wipe warmer which Mm -hmm. is a little extra i always thought the good moms used that i didn't oh i did (laughs) i was like you know what it's it's character building to learn to have something cold against your skin (laughs) (laughs) that's so cold (laughs) Right. So <laughs> parents are going to have a financial incentive along with that ick factor that you were talking about to potty train. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or the preschool issue. Like yeah. Maybe you're getting to that age and you're like, I got to have some days out or or we're starting preschool here pretty soon and we got to do this. So mm-hmm. there's some pressure. So, all right, let's get into it. So you might be ready, but how do you know when your child is ready? All right. So there's some cues that you will notice with your child that'll give you a hint. So are they holding their bladder for two to three hours a day or maybe dry are they waking up dry after a nap yeah that's a big one um are they curious are they interested in the toilet in the bathroom or are they timid or scared of it yeah do they even notice when their diaper is wet or messy mm-hmm. they come to you and tell you oh I have, my diaper's stinky well there you go that's yeah. a hint then they're noticing their bodily functions yeah can they dress and undress themselves that is big because mm. the amount of time when you're potty training, the amount of time you're going to be spending in the bathroom right. is really going to go up. If they can do part of that themselves, so much the better. No more snap crotch onesies and all that business. Right. It's too much trouble. No more overalls. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be right. easy in and out. Right. Do they tell you when they need to go or like, you know, find them behind the chair, squatting down. Yeah. Hiding. Hiding. Both of mine did that. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Our kids are going to love I this episode. I know what you're doing. Like, don't try to... <laughs> what do you think I think you're doing back there? Yeah. Yeah, they are. That's okay. So what you don't want to do, though, is have weeks and weeks of potty training, which goes with power struggles and whining and accidents over and over and stresses everybody out. So just don't jump the gun because you're eager to conquer it, but they're not totally ready. Yeah. And here's the deal. Houston was an outlier. Almost no one potty trains overnight. It's going to take a while. So you have to decide, okay, is this the season of life that we're ready to right. devote have to Have I this? got some time? That's right. That's right. Which I think is maybe, as we said at the beginning, why the age may be creeping up. It's because we just are so busy. We're busier. And, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's never going to be fast, except for your case. <laughs> right. Thank you, Houston. Houston, Houston, Houston. Three you, cheers for you. Usually... <laughs> never going to be smooth there's going to be like a two steps forward one step back kind yeah of thing. yeah so just manage your expectations like mm-hmm. my three-day process thing I I just knew by the end of that weekend we were going to be free I remember how confident you were but no <laughs> I remember 
remember thinking like that seems unlikely but what do I know I mean I'm a new mom too <laughs> that seems unlikely <laughs> yes well it was <laughs> Oh my goodness. So you got to line up that physical development. They have to be able to communicate well. They got to tell you what -hmm. what they need. Mm -hmm. They have to be aware that their body is doing something and what that feels like Mm -hmm. before it happens. Right. And then they have to understand how much time they need to get there, which I think is a big factor because a lot of times you'll have those first two down and then... You know, they're dancing in place and they're holding themselves and they just can't make it. It's too late. Emma named it. She called it the pee pee dance. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's what it is. And she would like come running into the kitchen, you know, jumping up and down Uh doing the pee pee dance. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, you're just not giving yourself enough time Mm -hmm. to get where you need to be. So with like with everything else, this is not a one size fits all. It's going to depend on your child. Um. The ability to stay dry overnight, there are, you know, it's, I don't know what percentage, I wish I had looked this up, but there is not a small percentage of children who cannot do that for quite some time. Right. Even into elementary years. Even into it's elementary not unusual. years. Mm-hmm. So um, I had some friends who had a child like that and they were so chill about it. They were just like, we're not going to freak out. We're just going to do the pull-ups thing at night. And lo and behold, it finally worked. Mm-hmm. But it was middle elementary. Yeah. Before that was... And it could be, you know, some kids are starting to do sleepovers by then Mm -hmm. and it just gets to be awkward. You don't Mm -hmm. talk about it Mm -hmm. and it's embarrassing, but it's really more common than people like to. It it is. So if that's you, like talk to your pediatrician, take heart. It's, it's not the end of the world. Um, Consider pull-ups or pajamas. Is that a real thing? Yeah. It's an actual brand of pajama. It's like got a top and a bottom and it's the whole outfit, but it's built in with a you can pee in it. It's not wearing a diaper, but you can. It's like a thicker fabric, it. yes, kind of a like thing. a padded thing, and it makes older kids feel better uh, about less it. like a baby. Yeah, babyish, and it's way better than changing sheets. Exactly, oh. much easier to wear. Right. Wash a pair of pajamas than a whole right. Set of and so the, there's the obvious things too, like limiting liquids before beds. Goodness, I need to do that now. I know. <laughs> it's like, Same. oh no, Renee, don't don't drink that water. <laughs> oh and they and make sure they're going potty right before bed yeah so we would put ours down around eight usually is their bedtime when they were that little or earlier and then we would go to bed ourselves around 10 so we would consistently like wake them up I know mm. some parents are like freaking out about that right we'd wake them up around 10 10 30 carry them basically sleeping into the bathroom put them on the potty one more time they'd almost always go because they're super relaxed right and then put them right back to bed so that Clever. gives you an extra little boost of, okay, you can make it through the night. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't do that. That's very clever though. And then, you know, I always love to talk about um, other cultures when we're looking at a, like kind of a parenting topic that people have varying views on. Well, it's interesting because of what your statistic was at the beginning that half the over world. half the world is potty trained by age one. <laughs> well, how in the world are they doing that? Yeah, there was a CNN article. We'll link to it on our website. That was super interesting and in talking about the different techniques that um, and the and the ages around the world that different cultures will potty train. So a very obvious point is that if you're in a third world country, there's a high likelihood you can't afford disposable diapers or have access to good disposable diapers. That's right. So they are going to have a higher motivation to train their children mm-hmm. to pee and poop in the right, appropriate place mm-hmm. at the right times. 
the idea, and there's this interesting idea in terms of looking at the whole world and the different ages of potty training. Dr. Sidney Spiesel noted that the farther you get from the equator, the slower children are to potty train. Because it's colder. I guess so. Is that why you got to take more clothes so. off? You got to take more off it's to more do of a it. Hassle. You're more reluctant to go out there in the Interesting, isn't cold. that? It's not actually been studied, mm. they said, but it's just something they're observing through the years. So the average age of toilet training, he says, around the world seems to be directly proportional to the latitude. It seems bizarre and a crazy notion, but the reality is the further you go from the equator, the colder things are. And I think that's a central issue. (laughs) So I can see that. But, you know, then you've got just the uniqueness of the different countries and their social societal expectations Mm -hmm. of how you potty train so when emma and i went to beijing to visit our friend there i was fascinated by their approach to potty training yeah so So what are they doing in china okay so all the children they are babies there they wear split crotch clothes oh they sell those at victoria's secret (laughs) oh wait (laughs) no no no. (laughs) we're we're talking for children oh sorry for potty training, split crotch clothes. <laughs> My bad. And they, they are, um, we saw them doing this everywhere we went. Parks, sidewalks. They, um, they pay very close attention to their children's cues okay. for when they need to pee or poop from a very young age, like almost from birth. Like you can tell facial expressions. Yes. They'll um, sometimes, there, there's been everything from body temperature to um, yeah, facial expressions, uh-huh. to how they move their arms, to the sounds they make, all kinds of different things you can pay attention to. Well, all they have to do if they're wearing these split crotch clothes is kind of stand them up and help them squat. Okay. And they'll just pee on the sidewalk, which would explain why you never wear shoes into oh, a home. inside, because you're walking on the streets. Yeah, where wherever. Mm-hmm. Interesting. A billion people are training their children to okay <laughs> to pee and uh, there was an actual incident in um i think it was hong kong and a chinese tourist did that and somebody recorded it and was like this is disgusting i can't believe they're doing this well it's just cultural wow it was a big brouhaha apparently so i thought it was brilliant when we were there i'm like it's just fascinating most of their homes are like um tile floors where they can just mop up you know if the kid has an accident it's not carpeting Okay. So if you're in your apartment, which most people are living in apartments mm-hmm. in cities, um, then if you can't get them to the toilet quick enough, you just squat them on the floor. So sometimes they're, they're not going to make it or you're not going to notice the cues, mm-hmm. right? But I guess in that culture, you know, it helps because the grandparents are so involved. They are. It's always this fam- family unit and fewer children mm-hmm. to monitor. So somebody, odds are somebody in the group is paying close attention to that child. Oh, yeah. They're orbiting the child. And can... Two to four adults. Yeah. When that's about to happen. That's interesting. Yeah, that's also a factor. And then there was Kenya. And there was a study back in 1977 of just how the Kenyans were potty training their children. So if a mother suspected her baby had to pee, she would sit with her legs straight out in front of her and place the baby between her legs near her knees with the baby facing away from her. And the mother would make a shh, hissing noise. And the infant was rewarded for peeing during the sound. The child was expected to urinate in position and on command by four to five months old. Four to five months old. I read that and was blown away. <laughs> I was shocked. Okay. And this, again, 
all the parallels to dog training. Oh my goodness. That's what I'm thinking that too. I was remembering your husband telling me to say words. Uh-huh. Pick your phrase when your puppy is peeing or pooping in the grass. Mm-hmm. And then you can say those words and they will pee on command. It totally works. Get busy. Get busy. Go potty. <laughs> I, get busy is our phrase. And <laughs> Hazel will, without fail, uh-huh. go out and pee in the grass. Uh-huh. Ours, our dog does too. That's interesting. So it's just young. The young of the species can That's be trained. Right. Can be trained. To, yeah, a lot of Asian cultures use whistle cues too. Korea, yes, China, yes, yes. I'm um, Vietnam as well, which uh-huh. is another one. Uh, and just um, one more thing about Kenya: if they were pooping, they, they turned the baby towards um, them. towards them, bent their knees, and had the baby squat near their ankles. Again, just so they wouldn't poop on the mom, uh-huh. you know. But it was like they're sitting on a potty. So right? mom is being a makeshift potty mm-hmm. basically yeah. and, and a lot of those cultures too don't have what the porcelain american toilet mm-hmm. so they're having to they do have a squatty potty or a mm-hmm. hole in the ground basically mm-hmm. a lot of places so you're just emulating what that okay. would be and can we just say that that's how the human body is made to poo it is you're made you're if you squat your all your intestines inside line up and the poop just drops out of you uh-huh <laughs> it's much more it's so um, much easier much less painful much less fearful for a child as well which is why they naturally go and hide behind a chair squatted down position yes yeah toddlers so i remember being in china and you know the modesty there is not the same modesty you know Mm -hmm. rules that we have here and so some of the public bathrooms didn't have doors Uh. so you would just be walking trying to find an empty stall there were stalls but there were no doors Mm -hmm. and there were women that were easily in their 80s just popping a squat yeah with no bar to hang on to. Serious thigh muscles. I'm like, oh, there's an added benefit. <laughs> Your quads. You cut some thigh muscles. <laughs> yeah. It was astounding. Their thighs can crack a walnut. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's right. It's <laughs> amazing. Well, and then in Vietnam, um, this is where uh, they observe what I was describing earlier, the cues that the babies have right before they pee and poop. Okay. So from birth, they look for signs of their baby's needs to empty their bladder and their bowels. And then they observe how long in between they go. Okay. And then um, when the mothers notice these signs, they start holding them over a potty, making that whistling sound, Uh like you were saying. So by nine months old in Vietnam, mothers planned for their children to urinate at certain times. If they wanted their baby to pee after feeding or napping, they used the whistling sound to initiate the cue. <laughs> we need to just have them come do home studies here. They Seriously. Can we just fly some Vietnamese moms over here and Amazing. Like, hold a workshop Amazing. or something? I, I'm I'm just in awe of that. I feel like Americans, myself included, are woefully behind on this. <laughs> I, I think we are behind we're behind, Bonnie. Oh, uh-huh. see what I did there? <laughs> Oh, and then the last cultural vignette we'll do is United Kingdom. And not surprisingly, their methods are similar to ours and their ages are similar Mm -hmm. to when they potty train. So um, a study of about 8,000 children in Southwest England found that 2% of parents initiated toilet training before six months old, 14% between six and 15 months, and half between 15 and 24 months, and a third had not initiated toilet training by their child's second birthday. And they just encourage kids to sit on the potty after meals, encourage them to use the toilet, don't make a big deal about it. All the things Americans say. Mm-hmm. 
about it. Yeah, no push, no pressure. Yeah. But it sounds like they're really not pushing and pressuring in any of these other cultures either. No. And, you know, there's a lot. You know, Freud had all this weird theory about potty training a child too early and mm-hmm. made them anal retentive. You've mm-hmm. heard that phrase right, before, right. right? I remember learning that in college and we started calling everybody that. Everybody was... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You're the least bit uptight. And, and there were these like, accusations that like children in communist countries who were, you know, uh, potty trained in these group daycares yes. were like repressed and mm-hmm. oppressed and like scarred for life and all this stuff. And that was, none of that was actually proven by any kind of study to be true. So I think, but I think that holds over that we mm-hmm. think like there's all this trauma because there can be. I mean, oh, it can yeah. be really stressful. If it's punishing and right. yeah, shameful and all the things, then it can be it can be traumatic. But you can't tell me a whole culture is doing this and it's damaging their children. Just like the French food stuff when we had that podcast. You can't tell me that they're making their children deeply and developmentally unhappy and stunted by mm-hmm. the way that they do their food culture. Right. So I'm just like, eat, take the meat, leave the bones. Let's mm-hmm. learn something yeah. from these people. Yeah. So interesting. Huh. Have to, well, I'm curious now what you're going to tell Emma. <laughs> I'm saying nothing unless asked. <laughs> okay. But if you're listening to this, Emma, there's some good information in here. <laughs> just <laughs> FYI. That's right. That's right. Interesting. So, okay. So, okay. We're in America, though. Right. This is what we're doing. Right. We have the culture we have. So some tricks. Let's just go through them. Whatever you do at home, you're going to need to do elsewhere. So if you're always reading a book when they sit on the potty, then make sure grandma and grandpa or the babysitters or the daycare has that book. So you're meaning like reading a book to them while they're on the potty? Oh, gosh. How many books did we read? <laughs> yes. And aloud? there's so many Reading out a book there. aloud, like about the potty? Yes. I don't think I did that either. Yeah. We did that all the time. I Way to go, kids. I apparently gave you no help whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all figured it out. <laughs> yeah, we sit and read a book because it relaxes their body. Right. If they're not thinking about what they're really in there for, mm-hmm. which now that you're saying that, maybe that's not the greatest thing because you're supposed to be in there for a reason. You're for, not in there to play. Right, right. But um, if you have a child, I, I guess I'll say, if you have a child that's timid about it or uptight about it or whatever, then this is kind of a way to distract and relax them Mm -hmm. so that the bodily method can happen but your daycare may be too busy to customize with every child you know right one person reads a book one person sings a song and the daycare is like we we don't have time for that so just try to come up with a compromise um that might could work if you're having to do that yeah yeah um yeah certainly the babysitter could read the book you know and the grandparents and all that and okay, second tip is if it's hard for them to remember to go on their own, like they, like I was just describing, Emma mm-hmm. got busy, really engrossed in what she was playing. I got busy, engrossed yeah. in what I was doing, sure, and not remembering. There's this thing called Potty Watch, and it's a programmable watch that plays songs and lights up every thirty minutes or every hour and starts the countdown all over again. Yeah, I thought that was clever. That's very clever. I mean, you could just do a timer, kitchen timer, if you wanted, right. Mm-hmm. You know, but it helps. I guess it helps get the child involved. Yes, it'd themselves. Be more if of a, they're going to wear it, and they're like, "Oh, I yeah. can take care of this." Yeah. Uh, bath time. Shoot, bath time. Running water is always a good stimulus. Uh, we used to run water in the sink constantly. Um, around eighteen months, you can put your child in on the potty when you're running that bath. They start to recognize the feeling of having to go, and then slowly just add more trips throughout the day. Um, from the time my son was born, something about warm water triggered that little reaction <laughs> and before we were even putting him in an actual bathtub we were just putting him in the baby tub on top of the sink the second his 
body hit warm water. <laughs> Swing. Relax. Yes. Big oh. fountain would come on. So just beware of that if you have if you're a mom of sons. Oh, that's funny. Well, we, we did do this next tip. We did rewards. We did Skittles. You can do M&Ms mm-hmm. every time they too. go. We put them in a little jar on the back of the potty. You could get one, maybe two. Yep. Um, and if they learn to wipe, that ups the ante. That's funny. That's, mm-hmm. I don't think I did that either. That's one of the harder skills. Yeah. Especially for little girls. Yeah. Which have to do that awkward front to back. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and what's the next one, Bonnie? Um, just praise. Love yeah. and affection. Sometimes that's all you need. Yay, we're so excited. Yeah. Let's, I can't wait to tell daddy when he gets home or, you know, can't tell grandma. Let's go FaceTime grandma and tell her that you did this. Um, sometimes we would race to the potty. Which is good for timing issues if you oh, right. if you can't figure out how much time you need. But right. let's make it exciting. I'll race you to the potty. Um, some of my girlfriends with little boys right now, they'll throw Cheerios in the oh, yeah. toilet we and give the boys, you know, something to aim for. There's special rings that float in the potty, but um, they can watch dad and copy dad. Mm-hmm. You know, some some cultures, as I was reading about different cultures, they won't let their little boys stand up until they like are a little bit older because they don't want the mess, which uh, it is a mess. It is a mess. <laughs> have to basically wear a hazmat suit to clean your bathroom. So disgusting. Yes. <laughs> Growing up with two brothers, I remember being very angry when I had to help clean the toilet. I was right. like, this is well, unjust. It is. And so that brings up an issue with boys. So we would have, um, it's a good idea to maybe just keep a little thing of Clorox wipes by the potty. If you have a little boy, it's going to happen. They're going to aim. They're going to just <laughs> turn around and talk to you. Oh, and you're like, no, 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 no. Goodness. Keep it in the potty. <laughs> So then they get to wipe it up. You know, you make the mess, you clean it up. So that helps them learn. I don't really want to do that. So I'll try to aim more carefully. Right. And it's courteous to, like you said, the moms and the sisters that might be living there. Yeah. Um, And you can get a kitty lid. Now, there's a lot of kids who are afraid to sit on that big gaping toilet Because they can and do fall in. So you can get the ones that are fitted on top of there. And you have to have like a little step stool or something so Mm -hmm. they can get up there. Um, but yeah, from their perspective, like that's big. Yeah. Kind of scary. It and can if, seem scary. Yeah. And they see it flush and the water, it's, you know, then something disappears. Mm-hmm. So you remember we talked about kids' imaginations around this same age? Yeah. Kind of gets the better of them. And they're imagining, if your child is afraid or timid of the toilet, they're imagining, well, when I flush things, they disappear. Mm-hmm. So why would I want to sit on top of that big swirly bowl? Because <laughs> what will happen to me? So you have to maybe dispel that imagination going on. Oh, me. So oh. also it's tough. Um, from their perspective, you're asking them, okay, recognize this urgency that you have to go. Get all the way to the bathroom. Pull down your pants. Climb up on this stool. Balance on top of that kitty seat. <laughs> and then, and only then, do you go. Right. Well, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you that after birthing two children, sometimes there are days when I cannot do that. <laughs> it's really hard, isn't it, Bonnie? Like, if I had to do all those steps, I... <laughs> there would be accidents. There just would. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, that, that just remember all the steps that are involved. You're right. And it's a lot to master. Yeah. Just give them some grace. All right. Location, location, location. Um, you can use like a little potty chair that's what we did we didn't have a seat that went on our toilet it was just a chair that was on the ground now you got to empty it which is kind of gross yeah but it is way less daunting especially scaled, at first yeah scaled to their size mm-hmm. you can you can put it and put it in a different room I, ha- I know some moms who kept one in the van oh we did in case of emergencies absolutely because then yeah then you have to clean the car seat yeah if there's an accident right <laughs> which is a whole nother hassle 
Yeah. So we had one in the car. We had one in the living room. And if you have a upstairs and downstairs, for sure. Like, don't mm. make them take that extra time to go all the way down the stairs to the bathroom. You have to have one on each story. Each floor. Right, right, right. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Your potty game was strong, Bonnie. I'm giving myself maybe a C right now. Well, it didn't, didn't do necessarily a ton of work any better than <laughs> yours, though. <laughs> I, I did not. I just was not uh, as, as tuned in to all the options. I didn't do a ton of reading on it. Maybe I just asked around. I don't know. And listen, just resign yourself to the fact that you're going to be spending extra time <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah, you are. It's not my favorite place to be, honestly. I don't like to linger in there and take baths and stuff like some people do. I'm just like an in and out person. So I just put my own seat in there and made myself comfortable and we read our books. There's yeah. tons of books out there. There's tons of songs if you look on YouTube. <laughs> They're mostly bad. I re- I listen to a whole bunch of them. Like that's annoying. It's That's very annoying. annoying. <laughs> that one's annoying. It's Even Bear in the Big Blue House, which I loved and we watched on the regular, that potty song was annoying. I mean, you're singing about poop. <laughs> so how? It's not like you're They're, not going to be hip and cool anymore it's so bad like saying bye-bye to your pee as it swirls down the oh my goodness but they're out there i'm just gonna say yep (laughs) and they probably do work there's a reason there's probably half a dozen that i could find in two clicks that's right and all of those things the songs and the running water and um reading the books that calms your body down so if you know if you're startled or you're nervous your body like literally shuts down and it won't let you pee oh i'm that way yeah if you're like, scared or uptight. Yeah, if I'm uptight or nervous or like even on a vacation in like a different bathroom, I just think of like all the other butts that have been on that seat and I can't relax. I'm like, this is so gross. It's I like hate, rubbing butts with someone. I hate it when the door doesn't lock and I'm always like, huh, huh. Uh, yeah, you can't and relax. I'm trying to pee fast, but I can't pee at all. I know. It's a whole thing. It's, so. so I get it. I get that. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, little kids that are learning that the toilet and all the activities that surround it is not scary. Um, or stress inducing. So even if there were your words are saying so, and their brains are hearing it, it might take a few minutes to remind their bodies of that. So just give them a second. And right. Oh, and, it's the oh, worst when you're in public. They gotcha. Yeah, they gotcha. You're just hanging out in the public restroom, trying to give them a second, let them relax when there's all this new stuff in there. And you're like, just can you just go? I know. <laughs> go hurry. Come on. And don't touch anything, please. Yes. Yes. But if you make this a stressful thing, if you're punishing a bunch for this, you are not going to get the result that you want. Your no. kid's not going to relax. They're going to constantly be worried about getting in trouble. And they might actually sabotage themselves by holding their pee and until they have an accident or they you can get a UTI. Yes. You hold your pee for too long. So yeah, you, you're going to have to like channel your inner whatever what's calming zen (laughs) yes like find your happy heart Mm -hmm. like just give yourself some grace things are going to happen including accidents i mean they just are they just are kid yourself so if an accident happens when an accident happens you're just going to say uh-oh let's go to the bathroom first and we can clean up and remember that they're not doing this to make you frustrated or disappointed or inconvenienced it's not about you at all. Uh, just like when they learned to walk. How many times did they fall down? Yeah, did, a Did lot. you freak out and be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe you found, stumbled and fell down this. You know, no, the reason we freak out during potty training has to do more with the mess and the inconvenience to us. Mm-hmm. So try to get in the mindset of them learning to walk. It's just the same thing. I mean, this is where that observing their cues is so important. Like really as a mom, it's, I'm thinking back, like it really was on me 
to like set them up for success mm-hmm. in, al- in almost everything but for sure with this right is like am I am I asking regularly am I noticing do I know my own child mm-hmm. and know what their cues are Which am I means you got to be tuned into them and not distracted yes yes and you know if you're out running four hours worth of errands and your kid has trouble going in a public restroom well you're setting them up to fail mm. so you know maybe you run, you split that up and run some errands today and run errands the next day just for a season yeah. i remember thinking i can't, i'm altering my life forever but it's not <laughs> no it's not forever it's just for a season mm-hmm. and it's it, it's just so much better when you set them up for success and you can you can kind of identify the the fails better that way too yeah when you when you are one of the times this mostly doesn't work that's right that's right so speaking of having patience speaking of setting yourself up for success it's inconvenient (laughs) yes it is and I'm not sure what about parenting is not inconvenient but this is certainly not one of those things (laughs) yeah but newsflash we didn't have kids because we knew they'd be super convenient no so you're you're trying to um recognize their body signs and teach them to do that and so then you can't ask them to ignore it so we we were in I'll tell this on Ben again I think I've said this before we were on an airplane one time he was maybe three and stuck on the runway and he had to go Mm. like you're not he had to go and Mm. it's a toddler and he's not going to take no for an answer so anyway we almost got thrown off the plane long story short (laughs) but he ended up peeing in a cup the stewardess brought a cup and allowed him to go I guess she did not have children of her own and did not know how toddlers bodies were it was like either you have a wet pool in the front of this that's right or we have a you know a way to get I was thinking that that, um the air sickness bag that's that thing's got a plastic lining oh there you go yes (laughs) I guess grabbing out of that oh my goodness and there was another time Savannah was maybe three three and a half we were I had no less than eight packages I was mailing at Christmas time standing in a line in the post office no she was with me and I was sliding the packages along the counter with her, sliding her along the counter, and she has to go. There's no restroom in the post office. Please, please wait. We're almost there. It's almost our turn. Please, please, can you wait? Well, she didn't. Oh, no. So it was all over the post office countertop, all <laughs> down the sides of everyone coming. Oh, no. you know, yeah. Clean up on aisle nine in the middle of Christmas at the post office. So but totally my fault. Totally oh my fault. wow! So yeah, because yeah, you, you had that potty in your van. You just told me. I know, but I, I was going to lose my place in line. <laughs> Surely, there's a nice human that would have held your spot in line. <laughs> it was bad. Oh my goodness! But here they do have you though, because I remember you know couch time, which we've talked about before, which is when we would sit on the couch and the kids were not allowed to interrupt us, and we talked for fifteen to thirty minutes, just debriefing about the day gazing into one another's eyes the <laughs> right. only one of the only reasons they could interrupt us was when they were potty training and had to go to the bathroom well you know <laughs> they're like wait power oh, all the times <laughs> hey i think yeah. i have to go now. yeah like almost like a lot at the very beginning they would interrupt um so just know they're going to use that kids have very little power things they can control in their lives you're handing this over to them uh-huh. you want them to control it so just know they are going to jerk you around a little bit they are you're likely. gonna you're gonna get up during every church service probably mm-hmm. you're gonna every target walmart grocery store you go in you're gonna have to go to the public restroom mm-hmm. yep yep just know that's but but that's just life that's just life and you can look back and laugh like we are <laughs> laugh now. see that's yes a, that was a funny story that's about the right. post office did you have to like wipe it up with towels and stuff well no they 
I no, I don't think I did. I think somebody else came out and did it. Bless. No, because it was obvious I had more than I could handle at the moment. Oh, that is so funny. Uh, well, uh, yeah, it was not not the best day I ever had, but there it is. <laughs> so usually you're going to see success with number one with peeing first. It's going to take a little longer for them to learn to pee, poop in the potty. Yep. It yep. tends to be more secretive, more intimidating. But and it depends on the child. Some kids care when they get dirty. Some kids, yeah, they could play. They don't care. Legos for another two hours yep. and not care. Yeah. But usually, after a while, having to clean up those soiled undies and the ordeal of the mess of it, um, they're going to get the hang of that too. I have a friend of ours whose son um, couldn't. I think he was in this constipation cycle, so he was holding oh. it and holding it and holding it, and then he would have to go. So she just decided just let him go whenever he needed to go. And oddly, he would go out into their truck in the driveway, and if he sometimes she would let him play right in, right around in there, like he was pretending to drive, and if he would just honk the horn of the truck, and that was his cue. Oh my goodness! And every single time he would poop, so it got to where the neighbors were like, "Well, the horn, <laughs> no. I guess." I guess the Smith's kid is pooping again because the, the horn's cue. going off. Isn't it weird? <laughs> no, that makes the shushing sound like the or the get busy with your puppy I sound know. way better. We're more discreet to do it that way. Oh yeah. my goodness! But you do. You have to relax to be able to poop. Mm-hmm. So some tricks here include blowing out candles, blowing a balloon, blowing a bubble. Why blowing, Bonnie? Yeah, because when you blow, try it. I know you're trying it right now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It, it tightens and kind of pushes yeah. down on your diaphragm, and that's sort of that pushing impulse that they have to do. Yes. So if your child is high strung about the potty, um, if they tend to be constipated, hydrate, 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 and choose your foods carefully. Choose foods that are stool softening, right. that are not constipating. And I would definitely go this route first before trying Miralax or some of the other like over-the-counter kind of stuff, because a lot of times this will work. Yeah, um, a food change will right. work naturally rather than a pharmaceutical. You know, if your kid's eating a ton of starchy carbs and things like mm-hmm. that, that's they need fiber. Right. So fruits, vegetables. I mean, listen, too much information here, but I was one of these. What is it? Three to five percent of pediatrician visits are about constipation. I was constipated little kid. Mm. I remember my parents giving me prune juice. Hated it. Uh, Hated it. Prune juice. Yeah. Ew. Prunes, I like a they what do they call them dried plums. They've yes. been re- remarketed. <laughs> Give your child some dried plums. You know, like make sure they're drinking enough. I never drank enough water. Oh. not until I was an adult did a I learn this don't. is critical. Mm-hmm. I have to keep it with me at all times to be sure I drink enough water. Mm-hmm. Just there's things that you need to notice if this is a problem for your child. It's for health. Yeah. I was talking to my doctor recently, and you, that's one of the questions they ask you: How often yeah. do you poop? And I was like, really. And she's like, almost no one poops once a day. Almost none of her patients hmm. poop once a day. And I'm like, what? Are you so serious? So that's the thing that gets rid of toxins in your body. Yes. It's one of the major outlets to, yeah, She said, no, this is not children. This is an adult doctor. Adults. She said, you would be surprised that, like, to know the majority of my patients do not. I'm, I'm not surprised to know that. Wow. So what can we do to help with, help with that? Or what can we watch for in our children? Um, well, if they're having a hard time on the Lots body. of grunting. Yeah. They can't trying, but they can't. Yeah. Um, tummy pain or cramping, gassiness, that kind of thing. Or like you said, if they go several days without it. 
you know, as, when they're babies and you're breastfeeding, you kind of have to track that what goes in must come right, out thing. But right. after a while, you don't do that anymore. So if your child's showing these other signs, start tracking it. Know when they go. Yeah. Um, you also said if they have a low appetite or they're finicky eaters, but they haven't been characterized by that. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're cranky. Uh, a lot well, of those things are just toddler signs anyway. So yeah. Right. You're going to have to have some discernment for your right. own child. But but put together as the picture that's that's probably a problem Mm -hmm. and then what are the foods that we should be eating yeah so like two to three times a day they're saying if your child has a problem with this try some sweet potatoes try some pears green peas sneak them in there when they're frozen or mash them up in something Uh, whole wheat bread is good raspberries any kind of berries really Um, baked potato with peel if you can be sneaky about prunes or dates or figs, those are good too. Yeah, yeah. figs are much better. Um, raw bananas or oranges. A lot of kids love this stuff anyway. So Apples with the skin. Anyway, yeah. Sliced really thin. Mm-hmm. I love a thin sliced apple, even to this day. Yeah. So all of those things are a good bet to try. And then along with our other tri- tricks of blowing that balloon or something like that, reading them a book, get them to relax. You could try beeping the truck horn, but I, I don't know. <laughs> not recommended not recommended doesn't work for everybody and the neighbors (laughs) might get a little disturbed well okay you know we like to always kind of end with a big picture worldview kind of a thing so i'll just wrap up by saying ecclesiastes 3 bonnie (laughs) has some good advice for moms who are considering potty training their children there is a time for everything (laughs) and a season for every activity under the heavens and this might be yours (laughs) So it just might be. (laughs) So we've got some great resources on our website, justaskyourmom.com. You can find us on Facebook at Just Ask Your Mom or Instagram at Just Ask Your Mom Podcast. And please rate us and leave a review if you're listening. And better yet, subscribe and you can get a new episode every Monday. And thank you for this topic. Great fun. Yeah, it was fun. So much information, good information out there. Um, send us your topic suggestions to just ask your mom podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just, just ask, ask Your, your mom. mom.